It's Thursday, February 25th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is powered by the Duval Motor Company. And now, the only guy who could out-eat Paul White, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. That's probably... True. Some days. This is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Duval Motor Company. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman coming up. We have a busy show today. Starting off with a franchise tag window. Tag, you're it. Nothing has happened yet. It opened on Tuesday. There's two weeks worth of it. We'll see if the Jaguars have anything in mind there. Options at tight end or a lack thereof. They're not taking the option on Eifert. We'll take a look at that group a little bit more. A lot of quarterback news around the league as well in the last uh, couple of hours. We'll get to some of the tweets there. Dan Edwards will join us in studio. He's moved into a, to, into a new role with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll get his thoughts on that and what lies ahead, and we'll go around the National Football League. And Jeff Lagerman joins us now from his home studio here in Jacksonville. Logs, good afternoon, and uh, here we are again, another week of Jaguars Happy Hour. What's up? Uh, first off, um, you can out-eat. Who, who's that? Say it again. Well, 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 on the intro, Joe oh, oh, introduced yeah. you, <laughs> and he mentioned... <laughs> There's a, a new wrestler. Uh, AEW signed a new wrestler, yes. The, 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 the guy with the, was the big show. Yeah. I don't know. I got you. Okay. I, don't, I, I mean, don't, there's a lot of people like me, okay, that don't have any idea who that is. I didn't either. And so we, we need a little, we need to like, you know, lead the horse to water kind of, so to speak. Well, there you, you know go. what I mean? Now everyone is aware. Yes. Uh, here we are. The, the offseason. Is he a big guy? And he, is he fat, overweight? I mean, he, he says he eats a lot. So, I mean, what, what's the story? Uh, he's, uh, he's like seven foot, 450 pounds. Yeah. He's huge. No. Yeah. For real? Like yeah. Andre the Giant? Yes. Had the same condition. Huh. In fact, yes. That's the, right. uh, by the way, just there's a movie or a TV series that's coming out about Andre the Giant. Uh, we're losing Jeff Lagerman here. We'll, uh, we're cutting in and out a little bit with you, Logs. So we'll try to get back with you <clears throat> in just a minute and continue our discussion of Andre the Giant. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's... Uh, going to continue a long way here. We've got a lot coming up on the show. A lot going on around the NFL today in quarterback land, and it is it feels kind of nice as a Jaguar to not have to worry about any of this stuff, right? Everybody's talking about all these big-name quarterbacks that don't want to play for a certain team. Deshaun Watson apparently met with the Texans head coach last Friday, according to Dan Graziano of ESPN. And in that meeting, uh, Graziano tweeted that, Watson reiterated he wants to be traded and told Cully that he has no intention of playing for the Texans again. There's no change from Watson's end. And then on the other side of the country, there's a lot going on in Seattle these days as well with Russell Wilson and his desire to move forward and move on from the Seahawks. A lot going on there, Logs. So a lot of, lot of changes, but the, all we do here in Jacksonville is put our feet up on this table, kick back, relax, and get ready for the NFL draft and the number one overall pick. That's a pretty good feeling not to have to worry about any of this stuff. And we've lost logs again. Just sit back and watch it. 
we we're uh, we're losing logs in and out. We'll we'll try to get that connection going again. Yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson obviously wants out. Russell Wilson apparently was upset with the way a meeting went uh, during last season and his ideas of how the offense could be fixed for Seattle. And apparently, uh, the the report today was that he stormed out of the room. And uh, we'll see. So that that's all nice that the, the Jags don't have to worry about that. Number one pick is in hand and secure. And uh, one of the, the great quarterbacks in college football the last three years is available. And, and that's a good feeling because it hasn't happened like that here in a long time. The Jags have kind of been in that fray. They've, they've drafted portals in the top five, obviously. That didn't work out. They went out and got a free agent quarterback. And Nick Foles, that didn't work out. We all know the story there. But this uh, feels much different to not have to worry about all of this stuff uh, that's, that's happening right now in the quarterback room. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's surgery went well, apparently, and there's been some social media photos of him, his arm in a sling, as the recovery starts for the Clemson University quarterback. So uh, that's good news, at least uh, the, the beginning of the recovery will uh, get underway and as he said at his pro day the other day it's four to six weeks until he can start throwing again it is the non-throwing shoulder but still you have to uh, kind of get things going there a few weeks in and then it's five to six months or so before he's full go so that means he should be ready for training camp that's the good sign and the good news for Trevor Lawrence the franchise tag window is open it opened earlier this week it's a two-week window. And as we said on the Huddle Up podcast Wednesday on the official Jaguars podcast network, the name most associated with the franchise tag this time around in the Jaguars organization, at least, is Cam Robinson. The number for left tackles is $14.5 million. Well, the idea from Bucky Brooks was, okay, maybe you pay him, give him a year in this offense, see if this offense plays a little closer. They were playing from behind a lot. And then maybe, you know, see how he plays. If he plays well and performs at a high level, then you renegotiate with him next year and and sign him to a longer-term deal. Or if he doesn't, then it's one year and you move on. That's one idea of it. You could also just let him go to free agency. I'm sure Cam wouldn't mind that, being one of the top left tackles in the marketplace in this offseason. And uh, Or you could just go sign him to a long-term deal. I would think, no knowledge of this, but I would think because of the new regime, a long-term deal, they haven't seen him in person except the offensive line coach who is still here, uh, maybe tag him. But they don't have to do it today. They have the window another week and a half or so to be able to do that. Uh, and that, that'll probably be the one, um, it, you know, th- that's probably the one everybody's going to look at in the next week and a half. Everything else in the offensive line, as you heard Urban Meyer say in uh, a couple of the, the very few media appearances he's done so far, that they like where the offensive line is otherwise. As we said, they kept the offensive line coach around. I think there's a reason for that. They've got big veteran interior offensive linemen in the starting uh, roles there at center and the guards, and then a young right tackle who – might have uh, taken a step uh, back last year uh, overall, but there's a lot of uh, bright future ahead for Jawan Taylor at right tackle, and then Cam Robinson uh, could be on the left side. So that's that's an offensive line that a lot of folks uh, criticized over the last couple of years, and at times rightly so. But in general, uh, there's a feeling around here that they 
have some good offensive linemen, and we'll see if Cam Robinson is among that group moving ahead. Uh, the Titans, apparently, this is just breaking, uh, are releasing wide receiver, wide receiver Adam Humphreys. He's still fairly young. We'll see what his market looks like coming up. And there's a lot of teams, you know, if guys are free agents now, J.J. Watt's out there, right? Well, you can go sign guys right now. But nobody knows what the salary cap is going to be. They know the, the floor of it's $180 million. It won't be any less than that. They don't know how high it's going to be yet, and that should come very soon, obviously, because free agency window opens, what, three weeks or so from now, from yesterday, 17th of March. So at some point in the coming days, week or so, you would think that an official number will come out, and then maybe teams will actually start signing some of these guys that are on the street right now. There were reports today of J.J. Watt was expecting about 15 or $16 million for one year. But, um, you know, the, the question will be, is uh, that really the number once, um, once the market opens for business? That could change a lot in the next uh, week or two, depending on what those numbers are. A lot to get to today on Jaguars Happy Hour. We'll come back in a moment. Dan Edwards scheduled to join us in studio. He'll discuss his new role. He's been here since before day one of actual football, he joined this team in 1994, the year before they were on the field. He knows everything there is to know about Jaguars football. We'll get his thoughts on his new role coming up a little later, some tight end talk, and we'll go around the National Football League, and we're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Forever Vets Animal Hospital has always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit forevervets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. Floridians know what it means to stand together. That's why Florida Blue is committed to the people of Florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality. Enroll within 60 days of life-changing events, such as losing your job, to get benefits like plans as low as $0 a month and up to $500 per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards. Call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com slash care today. Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. Hey, it's the Good Greek Spiro, and I am proud to announce that Good Greek Moving and Storage is now the official mover of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are making all of the right moves, and you should too. So when it's time for you to move, do it like the Jags and call the Good Greek. Simply dial star star Greek from your cell or go to goodgreek.com. That's goodgreek.com. Good Greek Moving and Storage, official movers of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good Greek Moving and Storage, your superhero movers. Welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun, beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. When you grab a seat in this beautiful stadium, you're going to see a team play really fast. I want a team that plays fearless. 
Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season by placing a deposit at Jaguars.com. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Duval Motor Company. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman should be back with us, but also with us now in studio, the new Senior Vice President of Jacksonville Tradition and Alumni, the great Dan Edwards. Dan, it's good to see you. What's up, man? Good to see you, J.P. Thanks for swinging in here I appreciate today. it. Coming around the corner. And, right down the hall. Coming down the studio. Now... If you're a Jaguar fan follower, you probably know Edwards' work, but he's not on camera all the time. Like, he's behind the scenes. He's been the senior VP of communications here really since day one, since before day one, since 94, right? That's when you started here? Yeah, June 1st, 94. So you know every bit of Jaguar's history you have been a piece of every every bit of jaguars at one time i knew it all i you know my memory fails me sometimes now but um yeah having having been here through the whole ride um it's been it's been a lot of good times logs we were uh after uh, this Dan, announced, uh, can, can everybody hear me okay by the way we've got you logs yes. yeah can, can everybody hear me okay yes all right good 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 because I, I wanted to ask this question of dan because dan is one of very few uh, people that have been with the organization from the very beginning, which, uh, uh, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's you, it's Mike Perkins, and are there are there any other people that have been with the organization from the very beginning? There's actually six. Uh, myself and Mike Perkins, you mentioned, okay. uh, Chris Driggers, uh, Elisa Abbott, uh, Tim Bishko, and Brian Sexton. There you go. There you go. That's, wow. that's, six, that's pretty six cool. Six left standing. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, there's there's not many left. You know, you started – after this was announced yesterday, it goes out on Twitter, and then I'm getting responses and from people I had no idea even followed me that are around the league and the PR departments and, and all this. And we've got to show a photo here. Pat Hanlon from the <laughs> New York Giants, the VP of Communications there, tweeted a photo of you and him in 1987 – at Steelers training camp, you were with the Steelers, of course, before the Jaguars. Um, I said they yeah. should put this in the Hall of Fame. What a photo! 
that's a that's a classic. And Pat, uh, you know, was my assistant with the Steelers for four years, and then uh, he was hired by the Patriots, and then ultimately the New York Giants. And to this day, he's the Giants' senior vice president of communications, and one of my best friends in the business. You've been in this league. What's '84 was your first year? Was that Miami mm-hmm. year? Right. Okay. Yeah. League office before that, and right. then we got another tweet yesterday. Logs, watch this from. Joe Brown, who was a, a vice president in the NFL office for what, 50 years. This guy was yeah. in the league office forever and uh, said Dan Edwards and Roger Goodell in the 80s were considered the top two NFL league office interns. We lost track of Goodell's career, but Edwards went on to be multi-talented communications executive at the Jags and equally valuable in the new role. Smart move by Shahid Khan. That's, that's high praise from Joe Brown there, I know. Joe was my boss at the league office in New York when I was an intern, so he was he was my first boss in this business, and it. uh, it's good to keep in touch with him. Really cool. So, new role. Yeah, new, that, that, new uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Go ahead, Lux. Uh, one, of the, one of the questions I had is that, you know, a lot of people, Dan, don't realize, I mean, you and, uh, and your late wife have raised an amazing family, and the communications, I guess, runs in the blood, so to speak, because you have some kids that are now on their own working in the league. Tell people about that. Yeah, I, I clearly did a bad job of parenting because I tried to talk him out of this business. Uh, but yeah, my son, oldest son, Christian, uh, is in the communications part, department for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. And uh, son Preston's in the communications department for the Carolina Panthers, and uh, and they're both loving it and and love the business. So yeah, it's as I told uh, Roger Goodell one time, the NFL is our family business. No doubt about that. Dan Edwards with us here on Jaguars Happy Hour. Let's get into this new role: Senior Vice President of Jacksonville Tradition and Alumni. What will be your day-to-day duties now in this department? Uh, that's still being created. This was <laughs> this was a role that uh, Mark Lampion and I have been talking about this, and and uh, we saw a need and a role uh, that that could be filled. And and as I told him, we've never been great with our uh, alumni relations. We've been okay, but I think we can be better. Uh, we've got now some more history to, to, to build and to um, commemorate. Uh, the NFL Legends community is a league-wide program um, that really helps support players in, in their post-football career and, and life. And, and so uh, this will really be my focus. Those are kind of the three prongs. Um, in addition to a lot of outreach in the community, a lot of – that's why it, that title was kind of uh, – uh, kind of strategic. The, the word Jacksonville is in it because this is really a, a focus on Jacksonville and connecting the franchise with the city uh, as it has been for the last 25 years, maybe reconnecting in a lot of ways. Um, and, and tradition rather than history because tradition is more uh, commemorating the past but looking forward. I think history would be just a look at, at the past. And so we wanted this to be kind of a, a um, forward thinking, forward looking role that would, would again help us connect our fan base, connect the community, um, and, and become a, a, a bigger part of, of what's going on in Jacksonville. Logs, you know this obviously better than most. There are a lot of former players for the Jaguars that end up staying in Jacksonville long term. And so there's a lot of alumni guys around here every day. Yeah, there's not only alumni players, but there's a lot of former coaches that have decided to maintain Jacksonville as their home base. And, uh, I think that's an amazing thing, and Dan could tell you probably more more names and faces than I could. But you know, that's the pretty cool thing about Jacksonville is that ever since that we we've been here since the very beginning. Dan obviously was here in '94 before the team even played a football game, and and I came in free agency in '95 and have been with the organization 
in some capacity through every year. And so I've been fortunate to be able to meet just virtually everybody that Dan has. And uh, the number of friendships that uh, we've developed with players and coaches that have decided to stay here in Jacksonville, it's just, it's amazing how big that number is. And it's just going to continue to grow because we live in such a great community. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think that that says a lot for the city and the community when, when, when guys not only play their career here and stay, but you've got guys like, like Mark Brunello and Tony Vaselli who went on and finished their careers in other cities but moved back here and moved their families here. And I think that says a lot about the, the city, the community, what it has to offer. And, and again, we want to really uh, connect with those players, with those alumni who were such an important part of our history. All right, Dan, you've been here from the start. We're going to do a, a couple, you know, historical tradition questions not history traditional questions here what is your favorite jaguars on the field moment you've seen them all it it has to be the uh the playoff win in denver i, I think a lot of people would say that's the high water mark that's the best memory that's um it's hard to top that i mean the only way to to top that would have two weeks later go to the super bowl but uh, that was such a, an upset such a um you know such a monumental game to beat the number one seed on their field uh and to come back and and the the team plane fly over the stadium and the pilot dipped the wings so you could see out the window and see whatever it was twenty five thousand fans in the stands um waiting for the team to come back that that was a wonderful memory yeah logs you were part of that one yeah yeah and that was just i think a, a, a small piece of it i mean because you could go back to the atlanta falcons game and how tense we were and it comes down to a kick that the atlanta falcons kicker morton anderson misses to going to buffalo to face what has been a historically great football team in the buffalo bills and beating them and uh and you know and, and I, I think dan brings up a point in that when you talk about the memories of 96 and those are really at the forefront of your mind some of those memories are about the connection with the fans because, you know, Dan will remember when we came back from Buffalo because nobody had anything planned. You know, after we beat Denver, you know, we flew over the stadium because they told people to go to the stadium because that was a reaction from the week before because when we beat Buffalo, the people had mobbed Jacksonville International Airport. And, and literally our buses were crawling at a snail's pace just to get back to the stadium so that we could go home. So... Uh, that run of 96 was magical and, uh, and a great connection to the community at that time. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dan, we can get to that point again, right? Absolutely. An and, and, and I think we will. And, and, and that's something I think that you have to keep in mind. This, this city really supports a team when it's winning, and they're waiting for us to win. They, they want us to win. The, the stadium for so many years was full. And, uh, of course, with, with COVID now, you can't have it full anyway. Hopefully we get back to those days soon. But I think what you're seeing right now, and, and Shad Khan said this is a transformational time in our franchise's history to um, have a new coach and, and the first overall pick and, and free agency, cap room, and there's so much positive that's happening right now. I, I remember near the end of the season when we clinched that first overall pick, it became official. Ticket office got a lot of calls and people putting down deposits for tickets at that point and not knowing anything more. So people uh, want to support us. They want to have fun. They want to see a winner. They want to back it. They want to fill the stadium. So we've got to give them all the reasons to do that. And I think we'll get back there. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good start this offseason for sure. Dan, uh, we appreciate you. and uh, You brought me in here in 2012 as part of your PR staff. 
then a year later over to broadcasting and digital, which we didn't really have at that point. We started it, and uh, I appreciate everything you've done for me. And and you're not well, leaving; you're here. But uh, right. you know, I'll see you every day. But th- thank you very much. We appreciate you. My pleasure. It's it's been fun to watch you grow in your job and your career, and and the whole group with Loggy and and uh, you know we've really had fun. I think growing a a broadcasting department and, and moving to digital and all this. It's it's good to see how, how it all develops and grows over time. I have a feeling we're going to have Dan on a good bit on these shows coming up, Logs. So get ready. Get your questions ready. I'll be available. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Love it. Uh, Dan, great stuff. Good to see you. Good. Thank you. Thanks, Dan JP. Edwards Thanks, joining Logs. us here on Jaguars Happy Hour. We're back in a moment. Some free agency talk tight end talk as well. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, staying now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Why live with foot or ankle pain? If you have persistent pain, numbness, tingling, burning pain on the bottom of your foot, or swelling that doesn't improve with home treatment, it may be time to see Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. Our foot and ankle specialists have innovative new options to help you get back in the swing of things without persistent pain that slows you down. Call JOI 2000 or go to joionline.net for an appointment. With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, 
any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com Jaguar's Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Let's go into how it plays out. I think it's going to come down to a game of chicken. I don't think that Nick Casario and the Texans are going to trade him because teams, as we get closer to the draft, there's going to be some teams that offer up a lot, right? There's going to, but there's going to be some teams that also that may be like, hey, three first rounders, that's just too much capital to give up. So I don't think the Texans trade him. That's Steve Weich, NFL Network reporter on the Ozone podcast on the official Jaguars podcast network. That was earlier this week. Check it out. It's also available on Jaguars.com on the podcast page. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. It's Jaguars happy hour as we continue here. And, you know, we, we lost you a little bit earlier in the show, so let's get back to our quarterback discussion here. A lot of news today with Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson both in the news, and it's nice to not have to worry about that when you have the number one pick in hand. Uh, well, I mean, you say that, JP, but the reality is, too, is that uh, if you're the Texans or if you're the Seahawks, even though your quarterback may be a bit unhappy, you know how good of an NFL quarterback both of those guys are. Correct. So they're still... A little bit of unknown will, obviously, your draft pick, Trevor Lawrence, which many people expect the Jaguars to pick him, will he be a, a, an exceptional NFL quarterback back like those two guys? So the one thing that you, know, that you hope that he's a happy quarterback and he's happy with Jacksonville, unlike with Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson right now. I think more to my point is you're not having to worry about trading draft equity to go get a guy and then pay him $30 million and do all that yet. Like that, you don't have to worry about that because at least you have this in hand. Yeah, I mean, look, everybody wants to have a quarterback who is really good and is on his rookie deal, like Patrick Mahomes has been, even though Patrick Mahomes has since gotten an extension that's going to tie him to the Chiefs for – you know, decades to come, it seems like. But, uh, yeah, there's no doubt it, it's certainly nice to have kind of the stability of knowing who your quarterback is going to be or who you expect your quarterback to be. You know, but at the same token, uh, the, the, this year in the NFL, I think, is unlike any other with what is going to essentially be or appears to be a quarterback merry-go-round in the coming, in the making. And there's a lot of quarterbacks that are unhappy. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be changing teams, and it's going to be more change maybe than any other year in NFL history. And uh, you can essentially look at every quarterback in the National Football League, and you can say that there's about seven or eight guys that are, that are truly great franchise guys that are going nowhere, they're with their team, they're happy. But the rest of them, I mean, it, it, it could change. I mean, there's already been a couple trades involved with the quarterbacks, JP, That's as true. we've seen. Yep. And I think that there's going to be more coming. And listen to Steve Weiss talk about the issue with Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is going to get traded. I mean, Deshaun Watson is not the type of person that's going to make a statement 
and he doesn't make a statement publicly, but he's made it privately, obviously, to the Texans. Well, he's not going to make a statement and then go back on his word. I mean, when, when Deshaun Watson finally says something, Deshaun Watson means it. Right. And the Texans are in such disarray. And the Texans are in such disarray as far as they don't have cap room. They don't have draft equity. And if they can trade a quarterback and get a King's ransom, because Deshaun Watson will bring a King's ransom, to potentially improve multiple areas with your with your team, the Texans would be fools not to take that. And especially because of the possibility or the prospect of having to, to play a disgruntled quarterback, that never works. You can't it's hard you can't play with a quarterback who doesn't want to play for you. So you might as well cut bait, so to speak, and get whatever you can get for him. And I'm sure they're gonna get a lot for him. Because it is, they don't really, they don't have draft equity, high draft equity at all. They traded it all away, remember? To get no, the they traded time. it away. They traded it away. And and I don't know, I, I would assume that that's Bill O'Brien's fault because yes. Bill O'Brien was the de facto general manager well, he was when he was the head coach He was there, the GM. He, he was the, the actual one GM. who was putting all these trades in place. That's right. He was the guy. And uh, that was that wasn't just an interim tag. He was he was everything Texans and the GM Bill O'Brien really hurt the head coach Bill O'Brien down in Houston. It felt like with all those moves. JP, yeah. that is why they rarely let because it takes a very unique talent. Because you know a head coach and a general manager, you're trying to balance winning now for also being able to win in the future. And coaches can be sometimes very short-sighted. They want to trade the future away for this guy because we're a player away, and if we can get that player, we can win. And, and the general manager has typically a longer-range view. So sometimes having the two of them in one role doesn't work out. Now, there are some that have the ability to do that, like Bill Belichick, who had done an amazing job with the New England Patriots, who was essentially the all-powerful in New England. And he's been able to make great choices with the New England Patriots and created a dynasty. And some people will say, well, he created a dynasty because of Tom Brady. And, and I understand that logic as well. But there's a lot, a lot of other areas that have to be executed that Bill Belichick was able to execute. That uh, he, He's an extremely talented man and one of the few that can handle the job of general manager and head coach. And so um, that's, a, that's a tough situation to be in. And, and right now, the perception of the Houston Texans with their situation with ownership, with their head coach, with their general manager, and with their life coach, uh, boy, there's a lot of questions with them. Certainly are. Uh, earlier in Jaguars Happy Hour, we were discussing the franchise tag window opening, and Cam Robinson has been the, the, the most um, – Noteworthy name, at least connected with that with the Jaguars this offseason. And, you know, Urban Meyer said that they like the offensive line as a whole. It's not a, a teardown offensive line. Cam Robinson would be the piece, though. You've got to figure out what exactly you want to do. The number is $14.5 million, Logs. Is it worth that to let him play in this offense for a season, see how he does? If, in theory, the games are a little closer, they're not behind as much. Um, and then if he plays well, then extend him? Or do you just go ahead and, and move on and draft a guy? If you really like a guy in the draft, maybe you go that route and, and just let him go to free agency. I think it's a great question. And I, and I think if, if you had, and obviously this is a decision that's going to be made by the head coach and the general manager, and it's going to require obviously a lot of input from a lot of different people. 
But I think if you asked and polled other general managers from around the league, you would probably be split. You would have some that thought, okay, just draft somebody and move on. And the other half might say, you know, we'll keep him on board. Some might say extend him to a long-term contract. He, he's getting better. And there are some would say, you know, keep him under the, the, the tag for a year and then evaluate where you're at after that year. And then you make the decision because you have cap room. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can go. And I don't know if any one of them is the right way or any of them are the wrong way. But there's certainly going to be room, so to speak, with the salary cap that you have a little room to say, let's be cautious here. Let's go ahead and use a tag. And what that tag is, I don't know exactly what. You could use franchise tag. And there's different tags that you can use. But if you use a tag, it essentially buys you another year of, evalu- of evaluation. And I, and I would totally be on board with that because I think that Cam got better this past year. And I think that uh, he's got a great mental makeup and he's a competitive guy. He's available. He's tough. He's physical. There's a lot of things to like, but you just got to see him get better. And so buying the extra year using a tag or whatever tag you choose to use, I think gives you a little leeway and a little bit of time to make a final decision down the road. I like that idea the best. And it's a you know one-year situation, so you know he'll be locked in and ready to go. Not that he isn't anyway, but you know it's a contract year last year, and you could tell he came in, in fantastic shape to camp and was ready to play right out of the gate last year. That certainly would be the case in a one-year situation. You go play well, then you're going to get the extension and, and the long deal. Well, and here's the other thing. Uh, and that's going to have to be factored in because if you use the tag, the amounts of the tag are factored off of last year's cap number. Mm. Is that realistic to use in 2021? Some may view right. that as not being realistic because since the cap is dropping, right. then using the tag at a cost of $14 million doesn't make economic sense because the market may say that if he goes to free agency, he's not going to garner $14 million a year. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, that, that's what makes this year so unique and on, on so many different levels, not for just Cam Robinson, but for a lot of players around the National Football League, because when they finally compute the number with what the cap is going to be, there's a lot of teams that are going to be cutting players to get under that number. And there's going to be some players that are going to be cut that are not cut because they have an issue or they're a bad guy or that there's some defect or flaw in his physical game or mental makeup or anything like that. It may have nothing to do with that, but purely economics. And so this year is unlike any other. And so there's a lot of things I think that are going to factor into the decision-making of what you decide to do with your own and what you decide to do in free agency. And if you have the cap room, which the Jaguars are going to have the cap room, it's going to be a great opportunity in the marketplace because you are one of the few teams in the National Football League that are going to have money, and the players that are going to be available aren't going to be players with issues necessarily. Some of them are going to be great players that the team loves, but they just can't keep them. You can't keep them at the number that they were at. And the Jaguars are going to have some cap room to be able to improve their team in a quick fashion, unlike any other year in the past, in my opinion. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, it's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Duval Motor Company. And we shift our focus now to the tight end position. We touched on this in an earlier podcast this week as well with Bucky Brooks. 
Why is it so darn difficult to figure out the tight end position? And it feels like that around the league, but certainly here. This has not been the easiest road. They've gone the free agency route a couple times. Julius Thomas, Austin Safarian Jenkins, those guys didn't work out. The draft picks either have been banged up or haven't played, or well, Josh Oliver hasn't played. So you know, haven't seen much out of him. There was a high expectation for him the last couple of years. That just hasn't worked out. And now news, Tyler Eifert. The, the Jags apparently are not going to take the option, according to the reports this week on Eifert, who was a, a free agency addition uh, last year. So the remaining tight ends on the roster here, you know, we're looking at it on Jaguars.com right now on video. Tyler Davis, who was a draft pick last year, two targets, no catches. Eifert was the leading tight end receiver, 349 yards, couple touchdowns. Ben Ellison had four targets, one catch. O'Shaughnessy Coming back from the knee issue, 28 catches, 262 yards. Josh Oliver didn't play. Eric Saubert had four targets. So if you take away Eifert, <laughs> it's really you're rethinking this room at some point, it feels like. Well, yeah, possibly. And you, know, you hope that Josh Oliver, which many people would say, Josh who? Uh, who's that? Where'd he come from? People probably forgot about him because he hasn't played hardly any football in the first two years of the National Football League since being a what was he, a third or fourth round draft pick? A third round pick, third wasn't round. he, JP? Yeah, third round 2019, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you hope he's able to stay healthy and, and maybe show you something there. But now uh, the reality is, why is it so hard? And that's the kind of the original question that you asked. Why is it so hard for teams to solve the tight end position? Well, the fact is, is that it's a, it's a unique position because you're trying to acquire somebody that has a skill set that can do a lot of different things. One, be a great receiver and be a matchup nightmare for defensive coordinators because they can block, and then also they can catch like a wide receiver. So you want somebody that can block like a lineman and can catch like a wide receiver. Therein lies the issue with the matchup problem with the tight end. And they just don't make Kelsey's, uh, Travis Kelsey's, uh, every day. You know, he's a, he's a unique talent. He's one of the best in the league. And so, first of all, it's hard to find the, the, the athletes that do that, and when you do find them, they are certainly coveted. But I think this year you're going to be able to find some in free agency because of the economic situation that I talked about earlier. Yeah, sure. The Tennessee Titans have a tight end who, who I talked about early in the season in the matchup against the Tennessee Titans, who I said that I thought he was one of the best young tight ends in football. And, uh, and I think he is one of the best young tight ends in football. And, and his, what is his name, JP, the guy for the Tennessee John Titans? Smith. Johnu Smith, he's got speed, he's got blocking ability, he's tenacious, he had some issues with injury, but when this guy is healthy, he is fantastic. And, and if he's a guy that's available in free agency, for me, I'm taking a strong look at him. And, and Tyler Eifert, I don't know what the option is for as far as the dollar amount, uh, but Tyler Eifert I thought was good for the Jaguars this past year. But essentially, Tyler Eifert has a history of injury. He's getting older now. Uh, you need to find somebody that's your tight end, that's young, that can create the matchup issues because the fact of the matter is is that none of the tight ends that you had on your roster on that graphic that you just showed, mm -hmm. none of those guys create a matchup issue for any defensive coordinator in the National Football League. And that's what you got to get out of the tight end position. Somebody that causes a matchup issue. 
Let's come back in a moment. We'll go around the National Football League in our final few minutes. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, this is Dr. Patrick Basil of Basil Plastic Surgery and Wellness. I'm a proud veteran of the U.S. Navy, and during my active duty time, I had the amazing privilege to serve our country and those who were wounded in combat. Helping my patients return to a normal life, I was able to provide an unparalleled level of care, which I've carried over to my own private practice today. As the official plastic surgeon of the Jaguars, I invite you to visit us at patrickbasilmd.com. I would like to wish the Jags best of luck in today's game. Superior Fence and Rail knows about commercial fence services. From automatic gates to security fence and railing, Superior Fence and Rail's professional team delivers with great communication, trained installers, and quality products. Trust your next commercial project with a top-rated fence company in Jacksonville. Get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail for your commercial project today. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com the best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a Built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford. Built for the holidays. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual. Ensuring those who serve. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Duval Motor Company. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Vlogeman, glad you're along with us today. Yes, it's uh, another week of the offseason nearly complete. We'll have the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast tomorrow, presented by TIA Bank on the official Jaguars Podcast Network, recapping everything that happened on our programming this week, and including maybe a bit from this show, Logs. We'll, uh, you'll have to listen to see. 
tomorrow afternoon on the official podcast network. I know you subscribe, Log, so thank you for that. We, uh, we, I subscribe as well. Everybody well, let, should let, let me say this. Uh, the, the, the best part of today's show was, was seeing Dan Edwards, and, and you know, he's been a, a, such an integral part of the Jaguars organization. He's been a great personal friend of mine and, and also a great professional friend of mine for many years. You know, when, when I stopped playing for the Jaguars, which my last season was 98, and then in 99, I started working with Dan because I started doing some of the uh, television stuff for the Jaguars and also the preseason television games. And then that obviously changed later on and that I started adding more responsibility, more radio shows, and eventually moved into the, into the broadcast booth in 2003. And, and Dan has been my boss every year. So essentially from 1999 until yesterday when it was announced that he was moving, he's been my boss and he's been awesome. And, uh, and, and I feel lucky to be able to call him a great friend and, and on more importantly than that, he's a great guy and he's a great man and uh, he has raised wonderful kids and they have all become great assets to the Jacksonville community and other communities that they choose to live in now. So Jacksonville has been very fortunate to have a man of the stature of Dan Edwards and, uh, and glad to say that or hear that he's going to be transitioning to a new role that will even create a lot more excitement with the veterans and and the alumni of the Jaguars and also interact with the community even more, man. I can't wait for all that. No doubt. And it was great to hear from him and see him on, on our cameras here. And they, we're right around the office from each other, but it's not with the COVID this year. I didn't see a lot of him. And then, you know, that's just, that's the way it was this year. But I think we're going to see a lot, a lot more of Dan Edwards out and about in the community doing speaking events and, and representing the team and, and doing a lot of things. So, that's good news for the Jacksonville Jaguars for sure. Amy Palsik takes over as the Vice President of Communications. She will report directly to Urban Meyer and Trent Balky, and she is in the building. She arrived yesterday and is here and is on duty. So uh, at some point, I think maybe we'll reach out and try to have her on here as well just to uh, introduce her to the Jacksonville market. She's been in this division, obviously, for a long time with the Houston Texans and uh, did a fantastic job there. With uh, They won the Roselle Award back in 2017 under her watch, and she was uh, really responsible. J.J. Watt was responsible, but she had a huge hand in the Hurricane Harvey efforts that J.J. Watt put together after that storm down in Houston, and she was run out of the Texans organization, part of that uh, so much change that's happened over there in the last few months. And uh, pretty much unanimous. Uh, JP, you're being very kind uh, right there, by the way. What's that? You're you're being very kind. You're being very kind about it. You know, she was run out of Houston. Uh, Essentially, the the clown show that Houston has become fired Amy and made the statement that uh, essentially that her values, you know, et cetera, doesn't match with the Texans and they're going in a different direction. Mm Mm-hmm. It just goes to show you how the Texans have become so dysfunctional when you let good people go. I mean, you go from winning the award to one of the best PR staffs in the National Football League to being ousted. Yeah. Uh, how does that happen? Uh, <laughs> boy, well, if you really knew the details, right. wow. Yeah, their loss is the Jaguars' gain, though, and pretty much unanimously around the NFL media landscape, this uh, is, is being praised, and, and she 
has a track record of success. So that's good news for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're looking forward to working with her. Let's go around the National Football League. And, yes, there have been some changes today in the NFL. Defensive tackle Jarrell Casey released by the Broncos. That frees up $12 million against the cap for the Broncos in 2021. He's 31 years old. We know what he's done to this franchise when he was with the Titans. Would you take a shot at him? Well, I think he would want to find out where he's at and how his health is because when Jarrell Casey has played the Jaguars over the years, he is a, is a dominant force and, and is one of those quick twitch guys at the three technique, defensive tackle. The Jaguars certainly have a need at defensive tackle, so you would absolutely kick the tires and talk to Jarrell Casey and his people to see where he's at health-wise because he is, uh, he's a good football player, JP. He can, he can rush the passer from the inside, but I'd just like to know more about his health. Adam Humphreys waived by the Tennessee Titans, the wide receiver after two seasons with the club there. He had two years left on his four-year deal, and it clears up about four and, well, four and a half million dollars of cap space, but uh, some dead money left in that as well. 28, uh, 23 catches, 228 yards, two touchdowns last year, but he was on the COVID list off and on all season long. Uh, what do you think about Adam Humphreys? Hmm. Well, I mean, it, I, I think he's a perfect example of what you're going to see, JP, from other teams. You're going to see some really good football players that are available. And the reality is, is that a lot of teams are, are looking at players not from the standpoint of productivity, but they're looking at them strictly as a numbers game and that they've got to find a way to get under the cap. And they're looking at the quickest way that they can do that and the least painful way that they can do that. So players that have, uh, uh, a, that represent a big savings from a cap standpoint, that don't, aren't going to represent or don't have a lot of dead money to hold against the team into the future, they're candidates to be cut. And it has nothing to do with the quality of the player. It just has to do with their number that's associated with the salary cap. So. Adam Humphreys is a guy that you're absolutely going to have a conversation with, and there's a lot of other players around the league that are going to be in the same position that the Jaguars are going to have an opportunity to talk with. And the good thing is, too, I think in this climate, in this market, you're going to end up getting some really good deals in this market. Whenever they figure out what the cap number is actually going to be, I think a lot of these deals will start getting uh, done and, and moving ahead. A lot you just don't really know the full playing field right now in terms of numbers. John Lynch, the 49ers GM, has no doubt, he says, that Jimmy Garoppolo will start for the 49ers next year. Well, he better start for the 49ers because when he does, they're really good logs. They're 24-9, including postseason games when Garoppolo starts. And they're seven and nineteen when he doesn't start since he's been traded over from New England. He better be there. Well, I mean, look, uh, what else is is John Lynch going to say? I mean, he's going to say that because right now that Garoppolo is his quarterback, and if all of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo is going to not be his quarterback, then John Lynch is going to sing a different tune. It's kind of similar to what the Rams situation is, and that. You had Sean McVay, who was just gushing about, you know, coaching Jared Goff and being hitched uh, together with Jared Goff for the for the future, and then, boom! All of a sudden, you have a, a situation that's soured for Jared Goff with the Rams, and then he gets shipped off. Matthew Stafford, and that trade's going to get executed when the league calendar year starts. So, 
things can change rather quickly, and, and I don't put too much into what a general manager might say about his quarterback right now, because if all of a sudden John Lynch can gain a Deshaun Watson and uh, have it not cost him a whole bunch of money and ship Jimmy Garoppolo off to the Houston Texans, you know what? John Lynch is going to be saying, you know what, it was just too good to pass up. We, you know, we couldn't turn it down uh, to be able to get a player of the stature of Deshaun Watson. And as far as Jimmy Garoppolo goes, he's going to be history. You know, so, so hang tight on what all these guys are saying right now because when the business starts, uh, the business starts. J.J. Watt still a free agent, and there's a report today that he has multiple contract offers. Diana Rossini of ESPN.com says that the most lucrative offer Watt has on the table is believed to be worth between 15 and $16 million. Well, that's interesting since there's no salary cap number yet. I'm curious if that will be the real deal and, and what it will be once it comes time to sign that piece of paper. Yeah, that, that sounds a little bit high to me. I think it, it it may be 15 or 16 million if he reaches a lot of incentives, but uh, in my opinion, J.J. Watt is not worth 15 or 16 million dollars anymore if you look at his level of play the last couple of years. So, but I know that he can provide a, a great positive force for a football team, but for me, if, I, if I'm making the call, I don't think I'm getting $15 million worth out of J.J. Watt. So, and I think, you know, a lot of things, when you when you hear a report like that, J.P., a lot of that is agent-driven, where think? the agent is putting that information out yeah. to try to push the number up by all the other teams that are interested in his services. All I know is that Jeff Lagerman was about uh, 20 years too late or so. To free agency 25 years <laughs> or so everybody everybody's saying that jp the guy the guys that uh were in the league when when i came in were saying the same thing just like i was saying the same thing the guys that came in the league as i was leaving like a fred taylor the amount of money that those guys could make and you know the 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 economics of the nfl has just grown exponentially it seems like every year and so the guys of today might be saying the same thing about the guys that enter the league in 2030, you know? I mean, it's a, that's just the way the league is growth has been, and it's been tremendous. So there you have it, our look around the National Football League. And as we said, the uh, Jags broadcast weekend review podcast coming up tomorrow, and then uh, maybe a relatively quiet weekend, and then we're on to next week and the uh, the uh, next week of the a franchise tag window, and then we're coming up on a couple weeks away from free agency. So here we go. This is really the calm before the storm logs of the offseason really, really beginning. Yeah, and then uh, and then once you get to the start of the league year and free agency and then the buildup to the draft, uh, things kind of get, get fast and hot. But I think it's also going to be interesting to see what the league ends up doing about the offseason. Is it going to be like it was last year where there really wasn't an offseason? Are they going to have things that are all strictly virtual? Or are they going to try to do some type of mini camp where they can gather and then institute a short period of testing to keep players safe for a mini camp? You know, it's going to be interesting exactly to see what happens. But the amazing thing is the league adjusted last year and proved that it can, it can make things happen without having all of those things. But for the Jaguars' sake, with a rookie quarterback coming in, you hope that you can have some type 
of offseason that is able to happen post-draft for a young quarterback that's coming into the National Football League. That's where it's very difficult for teams that, uh, that have a lot of youth, and the Jaguars are going to have a lot of youth. And it certainly didn't help them out last year, as you can see by the results that they ended up having. By having all that youth, it didn't pay any dividends for the season. So you would like to have as many opportunities at getting better prior to the start of yes. training camp and the season for a young roster and a first-time NFL head coach in Urban Meyer. Logs, well said. Have a great talk to you again next week. Our thanks to Dan Edwards. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.